Hi, everyone. My name is Jackie Cooper with Crypto Mom 2 Talk Show, and I want to welcome everyone to this episode. This is an ongoing episode about how um, companies within the blockchain are using the blockchain for very creative commercial applications. And I have uh, two individuals on today, um, Tom, who's in Canada, and Milos, who's in Serbia. And so this is definitely a global panel of discussing how blockchain can be used within construction and other areas. For those that don't know um, or just new to hopping onto CryptoMom2, I want to welcome you. Definitely like and subscribe. Um, I have both the talk show side as well as the podcast side. So definitely like and subscribe to both sides so you can see various visuals. Um, I know on this show, we're going to be talking, but we're also going to be showing different things. So you want to hop onto both. Um, my background, I'm a lawyer. Um, I love to um, help others, but I'm also a special educator. So my passion is education and also inspiration. So again, if you're new to this area, definitely educate yourself. None of the shows are financial advice. You always have to um, make sure that you do your research because there's always risk involved anytime that you're involved in the blockchain and crypto space. But as much as there's risk, there's also joy and there's uh, creativity. So again, um, the, the potential and the possibility is endless. And um, just like the internet was, you know, helped us kind of kick off a whole new exploration, the blockchain is doing the same thing. And, and that's why I'm passionate about sharing what people are doing um, on the blockchain within the businesses and the community. So um, I'm going to um, now uh, kick this over to Tom and Milos. Uh, guys, I would love for you to introduce yourselves and share a little bit about um, the company and also the website so people know how to reach you. Uh, for those that are listening or watching, the uh, contact information will also be embedded within the block below. So if you don't have paper and pen, don't worry, it will definitely be there. Um, Tom, I'm going to ask you to go first. Can you um, describe a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today? Morning, Jackie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've you know been in construction, uh, real estate development, and blockchain uh, for for many years. Uh, was involved in the uh, you know construction industry since uh, the you know early '90s, and you know working our way forwards, we've you know done a lot of uh, property developments with construction of all kinds, insurance contracting. Uh, and a lot of uh, different applications for, for construction. So that's sort of what my background, uh, engineering uh, for the construction industry and architecture. And uh, that's basically my background. But uh, 2010 brought Bitcoin, at least in my world, we discovered uh, crypto back in 2010 through some friends in Silicon Valley. So when we were all uh, talking about the Bitcoin, everybody was calling us crazy and uh, we were all talking about it going to a million dollars. And of course, we still see some uh, potential there for it to uh, climb up there eventually. I mean, it, it was, uh, you know, maybe a couple dollars back then. Uh, so, you know, looking at it today at 60,000 plus, it's, uh, it's definitely people are taking it more seriously now than they were uh, back when it was bouncing around 50 cents or, you know, two dollars. <laughs> we were all crazy but uh so that's yeah that's my background 
So um, the company that we're going to be talking about today, what's the name of the company and what is it that you guys are doing? So it's an industry called automated construction, and we called it auto construction. Um, and the website is autoconstruction.org. And it's actually a group of a whole bunch of companies uh, that are all working towards the automation of construction. And that would range all the way from robotics, blockchain, uh, you know, software development, uh, architecture and engineering, uh, construction, real estate, and a whole bunch of other aspects. So, so that's, yeah, that's a whole bunch of aspects involved. Yeah, for sure. And I know we're going to get into some of the nitty gritties today. Milos, um, welcome. I know that you're in Serbia. Um, so you're, I'm in, I'm in Maryland. So we are, you know, on all different time zones. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved. I know that you're um, in the engineering side, which is fascinating to me. So tell us a little bit more about how you connected with Tom and how you got involved in the blockchain. Yeah. Hello, uh, I'm Ilos Milisagovic. I'm a mechanical engineer. So basically, I don't know, uh, we and Tom, um, I and Tom, uh, I don't have to say, uh, he discovered me like uh, four years ago on, uh, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> uh, I was, I think he found me on a freelance site. It's Upwork. So uh, I was doing some stuff over there, so he posted uh, something that is uh, that was uh, really uh, challenging for me. So I contact him, and then uh, how that uh, how story starts. So I'm helping uh, him uh, a lot. Uh, how to say from uh, engineering side, he he is the the main brain, so he. He have a lot of good ideas, and I just uh, uh, helping him to to bring that idea in real life. So awesome, awesome! I'm doing three uh, D model stuff, and I'm gonna uh, uh, how to say uh, like all other engineers, we are connecting uh, uh, the real uh, world with uh, manufacturing side. So. <laughs> So are you, I know we're going to get into more of this. Um, did you have any background in blockchain prior to connecting to Tom? Uh, not too much, but yeah, we are starting now. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So Tom, why don't you go ahead and share the screen with the picture of the house uh, that you showed me earlier. Um, because that picture actually is for those that are um, on the talk show side, it's a visual of a home that actually can be built with the platform that um, Tom described in the first episode that, um, you know, for, for those that are following, definitely go back and listen to that. Tom, do you want to describe what we're seeing in this and how it might work? Yeah, so Jackie, what we have here is a is a basic home design. Uh, you've got a sort of a rendering there, and essentially all all housing nowadays starts with renderings, uh, which would be like either either an artist sketch or even more more common now would be a digital representation with a computer. So this is just your average artist's rendering of a, uh, a modern home. 
which happens to be a popular design. A lot of people really like this design. So we're taking uh, the different designs and, and putting them into the potentials of the automated construction. So we would call that the, the ACROSS system. We would engineer components from this, uh, working backward from this design. So we might take a design where people would really like to see this as an end product, and then we would work it backward into the system so that the system will, will create, recreate the design faithfully uh, and at the same time have all the architecture, engineering and uh, construction features that we require. So that's part of how we're actually building the, the automated construction system. So for, by, yeah. so for those that are not looking at the visual, I just wanna share, um, it's a beautiful building. It's um, two stories, very tall, very elegant with columns in front um, and uh, carport underneath. And now I know on our earlier episode, we talked about the fact that um, these buildings are created um, through a very eco-friendly way. And um, they, I know you talked about Bitcoin um, and I believe, you know, if someone is not, has not listened to the first episode, they might wonder why you mentioned that there's going to be mining involved in the house. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So you're touching on the digital furnace. We call it a, a mining furnace. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a block that would be in, incorporated into the building so that we would have those in, in the lower areas of the building. And then there's a hydronic system. So that would recirculate the heat from the mining. And then we've got the, uh, of course, solar and geothermal uh, power sources to help the house uh, to, to generate the power, collect the power that it needs to run the digital mining furnaces or the data furnaces. So in, you know, in the auto construction website, we have some some information regarding data mining. And the concept there is uh, your house should be able to support itself uh, by mining data or by, uh, as you might say, mining uh, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies would be other ways to monetize excess power or uh, to double utilize the power that's going through the house. I love that idea. I definitely love that idea um, from an eco environmental side, as and which we're going to talk about too, because of how the materials within these homes can be recycled and reused, but also because um, uh, I've been in the um, the crypto space um, or the blockchain space for um, a lot less time than you guys, but um, a few years. But I'm also a Bitcoin miner from the traditional perspective, not the the web perspective. So I do have a rig with a company and I'll put the links below so that way you individuals can check out bitcoinminingforyou.com. But I, I love the idea of being able to both um, uh, do something that is eco-friendly as well as income producing. <laughs> you know, it, it ends up meaning that your house uh, is not always a drain with paying out a mortgage. It actually can create an income for you. Um, so it ends up being home-based in so many more ways. Um, so, um, Milas, um, I know that you are involved with, um, you know, the engineering side with these yeah. pictures. What would you be involved with uh, for creating these digital representations? Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, the whole structure. Uh, 
it's planned to build from blocks yeah as i'm right tom so uh and uh, yeah uh i'm i'm doing the stuff that uh, is behind the picture so <laughs> this is just a nice render so actually i'm uh, we are working on the blocks and and uh, uh ceilings so it's uh like um, how to say it, it's how it be assembled like uh, Lego. So, yeah. <laughs> definitely like Legos, definitely yes. like Legos. So yes. it's need to be, uh, uh, blocks needs to be accurate. So, and uh, it's like this house, I think what, what you say, Tom, in three days can be built up from start to. I, I would think and, so, yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that was very creative in my mind is that, you know, we all as kids, um, you know, played with blocks, wood blocks, Legos, things like that. So now it's taking it the whole new level, taking it from the digital side to the physical side back again. But now as a um, it's the adult playhouse, you know, again, (laughs) it's the new (laughs) Legos. uh, Tom, would you like to uh, stop sharing for a second and bring up the video that you wanted to show? Sure. So uh, what we have here is a video showcasing uh, the system in use. Okay. So uh, we're going to watch that. Screen here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's called ACROSS, which is Architecture, Engineering, Construction, and Real Estate Operating System. So that would be Milo's area that he was describing where uh, they're going in and we're, we're re-engineering the construction to uh, fit the component system and to have those components coming off the, the manufacturing side to satisfy commercial and, and uh, residential demand. So uh, that if you're utilizing the home, uh, you're going to be getting something that that would be the top of the line for you know modern construction. We're mm-hmm. not going to be ca- uh, cutting any of the features. We're actually adding a whole bunch of new features and making sure that that manufacturing is top of the line uh, to produce these modern homes. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, then this video here, uh, what we have is a quick layout, just showing people how the self-operating quantum IoT integrated robotic lifting drone carries the blocks uh, on a trailer, unloads them uh, basically on the work site, and then stacks them and uh, and packs them with concrete. So what we would have here is a, a robotic lifting drone that would be self-operating. Uh, running on phase space, which is a, a software integration that uh, our partners are developed. Actually, they've already developed it. Uh, and then this arm here would be a 160 foot reach uh, arm with a concrete pumper and a 20 foot wide uh, hand. As you can see there, it's spinning around, just kind of showcasing a little bit of mobility there. Uh, so essentially that that would be able to use uh, its long arm to pick up the blocks from a trailer and to stage those uh, over to the construction site itself so that we can then uh, move in one cycle. We should be able to move a 20 foot section of wall two feet tall and two feet thick. So now you've five blocks of four feet long each. 
and those would be going into the uh, the build. As you can see, it's going to lift them up, and it's just going to carry them across, probably you know 40 feet, and then sit them down on top of the wall there, uh, and it'll just align them and then release them, and it'll continue doing that just 24/7, uh, day and night, popping in uh, doors and windows as it goes, and just stacking those blocks. And that's how you know Milos was saying, you know. This thing could put together that home in uh, in two or three days, uh, and that's probably being conservative. Uh, I would say it could probably do it even faster. But what you're just seeing there is is the uh, the animation of the, the drone essentially working there. So where do the blocks get created or manufactured? Um, is there a certain country that they're going to be manufactured in, or how does that work? Well, that'll be a global effort, <laughs> just the same as everything else. Uh, so you would have different components coming from different countries. And it's a complicated question because sometimes the materials are going to come from a whole bunch of different countries and the technologies are going to come from all over the world too. So you, you could have your, your marble being sourced maybe in India or granite from South America. And then that could be you know, traveling by sea, that could be going to a factory in North America, and some of the the steel components uh, could be made in uh, possibly, you know, Serbia or uh, in Europe. So, I mean, you could have components coming from all over the place. That's that's um, that's wonderful. I mean, again, um, for those that were watching, you were actually seeing a house built fairly fast and um, again it was concrete but there's a lot of tech within those blocks you know, that you you can see in the first um, episode because of the fact that there are strategically designed holes within um, the blocks so that way um, tubes or pipes could be run that can then connect um, other things around the house. So, Milas, yep. how did you, um, I know you must have been involved with the design of the holes and the blocks and things like that. How did, how did you come up with those ideas or, or um, how do you troubleshoot the problems that you see? Uh, actually, that was uh, Thomas' idea. So, for block, just uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's say he drove uh, with hand, I don't know, like something similar like that, but, uh, but uh, I, I just uh, do, uh, doing uh, tuning stuff. So, so to be able to produce from a manufacturing side. So, so, uh, yeah. um, so I know one of the areas that you're, um, you've worked on also are the various components of the robots. Uh, can, uh, can you tell me more about what's involved with that? Yeah, in the future we plan also to to build uh, our robots. So we have, uh, uh, as you saw on video, to to have to say maybe we we can have uh, two or three robots on site so we can uh, speed up the things. So that's the future. We need first to to build up blocks to test it, and then we will jump on uh, robots. So. Yeah, no, definitely, especially if you have more than one house in an area, you want to have um, multiple robots, definitely, so you can um, be efficient. Um, what about um, the the different engines, uh, the electric engines? How does that work? It's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe Thomas can uh, explain. <laughs> we, we have a, a bunch of you know, different, there's different projects all over the world there, Jackie. So 
uh, in different areas, different guys are working on, on different projects. And so a couple of the projects that were currently underway um, that uh, Milos was, was mentioning before, uh, we had the, the you know, large electric engines that were being built uh, for locomotives and some of you know, the group are working on those. And then also there's a uh, site robotic uh, drone that collects data from a site so some of the guys were working on parts for that. Um, so these are a lot of uh, diverse projects and it would be sort of a really deep dive to go to try to go into any one specific area uh, and start describing it. Uh, and, and essentially what Milos is, is always doing is going to like the thousandth of an inch, uh, you know, accuracy and working with three-dimensional models. Uh, to create working components that will be mass produced for all of these types of applications that we just mentioned. So you would be all the way from the block components through the engines and the, uh, the arms and the robotics, tektronics. Uh, there's just so many aspects of it. And uh, there's a lot of companies involved and different people. Uh, it just so happens that uh, Milos is smack in the middle of a bunch of engineering that's going on. And uh, so he's he's privy to a lot of that information that's coming out. Yeah, I totally respect that. It's a very um, technical area. Milos, what, um, how did you get, how did you become interested in engineering and, and this whole area? What fascinated you about um, this type of uh, profession? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say about that. It just, hmm. uh, from middle school, uh, I was uh, curious how, how things work, uh, how to produce something. So, so that was the logical thing. Uh, what next? So I was a mechanical engineer in the college. So I, basically that's it, how I get involved in the engineering side <laughs> I um, to discover how how something to make it's always fun it is From fun metal it to is... plastic uh, with uh, all different kinds of technology to find some solutions to be the I don't know how to say to not to, to be cheap and to be uh, high quality so yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And and having a mechanical engineer or someone with your background is is really uh, vital whenever you're um, doing this type of new technology. Um, so where do you see um, this type of technology going? I know that um, there's a lot of different applications for what both of you are creating. Where do you see the future in this in terms of houses? What else? Um, shopping malls. What do you, where yeah. do you, what do you see as the possible future? It's whatever you think we can uh, build. I think so. Just uh, we need uh, nice layouts and I think uh, and uh, it's all possible. If we can build house, we can build uh, whatever uh, whatever building. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and and I could I could uh, hit on a couple of things there, Jackie. That. Number one, uh, we're talking about blockchain and how that integrates. And one of those is those blocks can be traded on the exchange. So you would have the block exchange as, as a sort of a commodities platform that would have the NFTs, which are blocks, non-fungible tokens that will be traded on the exchange using the membership placeholders, which are the crypto tokens. 
uh, as a membership, tokenized membership. So essentially now you're trading these blocks, they're coming through, they're supplying the entire industry. So you've got these cranes that are assembling homes. And then as Milo said, if you can build a home, you can build anything. I mean, we could build the warehouses. Uh, you've got all of the industrial applications, mining, uh, energy sector. You've got, uh, of course, shopping malls, hospitals, hotels, schools, and anything that you could build, a commercial, residential, or industrial, uh, could benefit from a rapid assembly, uh, something like this, that will save a lot of time and money. Uh, and one of the big operations will be the storm remediation. So you'll be looking at hundreds or even thousands of homes in a given event, uh, hurricane, fire, flood, and those natural disasters uh, need rapid reconstruction. So that will be one of the applications will be rapid reconstruction of, of uh, hurricane reparations or even tornadoes and uh, tsunamis and that type of thing. So you've got all those applications for the permanent structures, and then you've got uh, emergency structures and recreational structures that are reassembly. So you can actually put them together, use them for a while, say a movie set or something like that. And then you might wanna just take it apart, put it on trucks and, and move it somewhere else and reassemble it somewhere else. So you're gonna save a lot of money and uh, that's one of the reasons why guys like Milos have to go to a thousandth of an inch because you've got to be really, really accurate <laughs> when it comes to manufacturing components that are going to be assembled and disassembled and reassembled. And the strengths and weights and everything else have to be sort of perfect in order for that system to work. Uh, and, and, you know, it might sound simple enough, but when it comes to the actual uh, implementation of the technology side, it gets pretty, uh, it gets pretty tricky uh, to be able to meet all those uh, specifications and still have a block that works, that's affordable, and that's light enough to pick it up and uh, reusable and, and all the good stuff that we're, that we're talking about. And I also know that um, you guys are... Um because you've been in the construction area for a while, you're aware about the permitting, you're aware about the various, um, you know, areas in different countries in terms of what their expectations are. So I know you're taking all that into consideration <laughs> because that makes it very complicated because um, there's not, there are, there's definitely a global standard, but there, you definitely have all these other nuances as well. So, um, uh, Tom Miles, anything else that you want to share today on our uh, conversation about what you guys are doing? I know we're going to have ongoing conversations um, where you're going to hop on and talk about, you know, different features that um, you're working on. Any last minute thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the NFTs have become a sort of a craze nowadays, but we've had this uh, block exchange concept uh, for about five years now and with the block development for about 10 years uh, some engineers from Suncor and Conical Phillips and different companies that were you know coming out of there either semi-retired or changing up positions we've been developing those for a long time uh, and and the NFT thing came along well we already had that in our white paper from uh, three or four years ago so it's, it's funny to watch the industry all heading in the same direction, even though we were using different language, we were calling them ERC-721s, uh, you know, and now they're called, you know, just NFTs. 
Um, but, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I'm watching and uh, I guess we're all watching the industry head towards uh, sort of a, a point where everything's becoming more efficient, more cost effective and blockchain and of course all the software has just a huge impact on that and even now we were talking about uh, the the nfts we've been you know you see the blocks in the video but if you can imagine those now going though that video uh, those buildings being in the metaverse and now you've got uh, real estate in the metaverse you've got little robots like milos was talking about before uh, that are roaming around collecting data those are putting it into the metaverse. Now you've got the, the augmented reality and the virtual reality and reality all starting to blend together. And, and now you can walk through your building and, and you don't even have to, to have a real building. You can have an artificial representation, check it all out. And then if you need to change something, it doesn't cost you uh, anything in the, real, in the real world. You can actually do it all virtually. So That's you're going to save a lot of time. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it is fascinating the whole direction that this is going. Milos, any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share? Just uh, maybe to just uh, like in the future, we plan some uh, application, like uh, we will put uh, um, blocks so you can uh, build your own house in a uh, like say in, in like in Tetris, like like game, the child can uh, build the the house. So as Thomas said, it's it will no cost nothing. You can play, and then we we can come up with idea. So basically, you will build your own layout from blocks. It will be very exciting, definitely yeah. exciting, because you'll be like you said, like well, both of you said, you can individualize your house and then take yes. that individualized house into the real world and um you know it's the creativity to the 10th degree so um thank you guys so much for hopping on i look forward to our future conversations everyone definitely like and subscribe to crypto mom too um the contact information for auto construction will definitely be embedded within um the talk show 2022 and beyond it's going to be wonderful so definitely everyone do your research, um, be creative, and be kind to each other. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good one. Bye for now.